a Lifetime original podcast. You're such a 70s starlet to me. Oh my God, thank you. It's a middle wore, part. Very few people can rock a middle part. I wore a very 70s dress yesterday too. I love a Lifetime movie. When you flush the toilet and there's poop in it, poop particles fly in the air. First of all, whenever she introduces herself, she gets her full name, which I always feel like, who is this for? We see she has a tramp stamp, uh, which is the medical term for it. Sorry. Like literally, Megan, we're canceled. I once told a Colts player that he could live in my parents' basement. (laughs) What exactly are you accusing me of? It's one thing to come after me, but you don't mess with my patients. I don't understand. Fine, have it your way. I need the head of security in here, please. Sorry, no, no, I, what's going on? Hey, y'all, welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi McParrigan, here with one of the best in the game, truly one of my favorite comedians, Megan Gailey. Megan, how you doing, boo-boo? I'm good, Naomi. I sw- I put do not disturb on my phone, and I'm already getting text messages. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Naomi and I, well, actually not Naomi. I am in the midst of just a technology, like, smorgasbord <laughs> of things that I could have prevented, but did not. Um, and so it's not even, technology's not even going wrong. Everything was set up for success, and I just couldn't couldn't get it right. together. Couldn't answer the call. I wanted to ask you, Megan, you know, I believe that something has changed in your life. Um, yes. That perhaps... Maybe, I think it's worth sharing with our listeners because yeah. it's honestly huge. And maybe we can just like make this, you know, something for the podcast. I don't know. I'm just like. I I, I think so. I'm going to. It's going to be a part of my life forever in perpetuity yeah, and beyond absolutely. my life, actually. Now I have yes. a legacy um, because last night I was doing comedy here in Indianapolis and a city council member who I've befriended over the years was at the show. <laughs> And she informed me that she was able to make July 7th Megan Gailey Day in the city of Indianapolis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Megan Gailey Day. Yeah. Megan Gailey Day. I I truly thought it was like a bit at first. And yeah. then there's like a photo of me and I'm realizing that this is not a bit and I'm truly moved. Yeah. <laughs> Truly touched and moved. Almost like forgot about it. Like when I woke up this morning, because today now is Megan Gailey Day. um, I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot. I I celebrated by eating McDonald's at 3 a.m. We love that. That is honestly, uh, let's make that canon. That is official. On Megan Gailey Day, you must eat McDonald's at an inappropriate time. Hear ye, hear ye. Uh Quarter pounder with cheese. (laughs) McChicken and fries, okay? Yes, girl. back high C orange, so we're getting that too. (laughs) So it's very exciting, and now I'm just alone in my parents' house. They've abandoned me. They left. Um, They said we can't (laughs) share the home with such a celebrity, and so they've moved out of their own home. They've left me the home. 
Wow. Okay, so you have been bequeathed a house. You have a day named after you. And you guys, if you do remember, Megan also has a scholarship in her name. I don't know yes. if we've told the listeners, but this is it. Megan has for for lady golfers, high school mm-hmm. gal golfers. Yeah, can get a what is it called again? The Megan Gailey Pretty and Pink Award. Um, Pretty and, and pink. Naomi, you are gonna love this. One of the recipients of the Megan Gailey Pretty and Pink Award was at my show last night. <gasps> Megan, yeah, Megan, I'm obsessed with you. You being the queen of Indianapolis, Thank you. I love it. It's like really, really fun to me, and it's like that's the beauty of growing up. Like no one's ever gonna know about me in New York City, right? Too big. Like I'm, you know what I mean? They like will. they're like literally important people walk down the street. But honey, you are running Indianapolis, and I love that for you. And I'm not even here. Last night when I got into the showroom, I said we need to send a designated survivor out because if this room gets hit, Indianapolis will not survive. You know, <laughs> we have got star studded Lawrence Township. That's where I grew up in Indianapolis, <laughs> Indian District Five. The, my council member friend, District. she told me I'm the most um, I'm the most famous District Five alumni. I mean, it's big, guys. It's big. Okay, in a way, you know what? In some ways, this does relate to our movie because, like the lead of our movie, Doctor Victoria Brooks, you know. You are a woman of renown. You have a legacy. You are a public figure. And with that, okay, with that can come vendettas, okay? Mm -hmm. With that can come jealous people, you guys. And that's what this movie is about. Today, Megan and I are talking to you about Revenge Delivered. And as I said, it's about renowned obstetrician Dr. Victoria Brooks, whose life goes a bit off the rails when she suspects that one of her student residents is secretly the vengeful daughter of a patient from her past. I really like it. Kind of like reminded me of like an episode of Scandal. It yes, gave I me like a Shonda Land. Yes, exactly. The whole time I was like, "We are in Chandra Land, and Victoria Brooks is running for mayor." Um, <laughs> you know, and that is so funny that we both had that vibe. And you know, we talk a lot about wanting to make the first interracial Lifetime movie, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and and we've had ones that like got close. we've had best friends, and there's mm-hmm, been mm-hmm. interracial love. This film yes they nailed they nailed it this is yeah this is lifetime's yeah. interracial masterpiece it truly <laughs> we are gonna get into this movie right now and even better we're gonna have special guest hilarious comedian yamanika saunders with us hilarious. to break it all down so let's get into it i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, as you said, Megan, this truly is, you know, they're giving us interracial love. They're giving, also like everyone was the right, I was about to say everyone was the right color. Don't get me started. (gasps) What I mean is, what I mean is, the mixed daughter actually looked like a mixed daughter. You know how they'll be putting people together in movies and you're like, okay. (laughs) I agree. There there have been films I have watched with CJ and he has been like, that Asian does not match that Asian. (laughs) Right. 
guys, let's take it from the top. We got to start, okay? First okay. of all, this movie, I mean, they are not wasting any time. No. This movie opens on a pregnant woman being wheeled into the delivery room, screaming, something's wrong. Okay, that's that is bad news from the get-go. The get, the stakes could not be higher, all right? And so she's obviously about to go into labor, whether she wants to or not. It is very serious. And then we see Dr. Victoria Brooks, beautiful black doctor, scrubbing in, about to do the delivery. And even though Mm -hmm. she's like wearing a a mask and scrubs, I can tell she's hot. Do you know what I mean? Like, even even her presence is beautiful. She has good posture, all of that, you know? And and there's a moment too where, so this woman's Dr. Mitchell, he is supposed to be the one delivering the baby. This happens Mm -hmm. like a lot. Doctors are right, right. You know, twenty four seven, as even though we'd like them to be, um, <laughs> and Doctor Mitchell is actually stuck in traffic, and they ask her to be like, "Are you ready to do this?" And she's like, <sighs> "And you see that breath?" And she's yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 I can do it." Should I call someone to assist? <clears throat> no, I got this. What are her vitals? One forty over ninety. Pulse one fifteen. She's lost a lot of blood already. We're running out of time. This baby needs to come out now. We can't wait for backup. And. Basically, they have to do an emergency C-section, but the woman's lost a lot of blood. So the question is, Already. can she endure this? Right. Yeah. And, you know, the nurse is like, uh-oh. And then the mom, like, grabs Dr. Brooks. I'm going to call her Dr. Brooks throughout because I respect her so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> grabs Dr. Brooks's hand and is like, save the baby. Save the yeah. baby. Oh, my and- God. I mean, oh my God. Like, I'm already like, um, literally, this is like minute two. It is, they're not playing. And also in that moment, when you see mom grab Dr. Brooks, you see mom has like a tattoo on her arm. Very distinct. And it's a yes. queen of hearts. I'm not sure what it is. There's I didn't know. And then there's kind of a crown on it. So maybe that was that. I didn't even put that together. I was like, it looks like an ampule. Something you would keep um, perfume in. Yes, it does. I did. Yes. um, Chanel. J'adore. I love that. (laughs) Um, That's me impersonating Charlize Theron in a Dior commercial. So it did have that. I did rewind it to see the tattoo again. Okay. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. what was that? And I, and I, and I knew it was going to be important. Of course. Honey, when you get that close up, insert of tattoo, you got to remember it. Okay. So we flash to the present. They don't tell us how many years, but you get the the vibe that it's decades. But Um, see, I didn't even, it's so funny you say that because I didn't, I really didn't know for a while. I didn't didn't get that vibe. Because like, again, because, because Dr. Brooks is covered up, I don't know if she's young or old. You know how sometimes when they sh- want to show you time passes, they'll like give the person a different haircut. Yeah. Or they'll like, do some- but we couldn't see her. So I was like, was this like a year ago? But- okay, you're correct. When I said um, we get the vibe, I mean, based on who ends up being the killer, we we know that it's decades. <laughs> so you actually don't get the vibe because like they show a cake even like at the beginning of this next scene. And I was like, maybe the cake is going to have like happy 25th year or something. Right. But I don't. Like I was, you'll waiting. find out later. You'll, yes, we, you we get the actual. You do find out later, but but we what we do know in this next scene, you know, it's a party for Doctor Brooks, hence the cake, as Megan said, and mm-hmm. she's been head of the OBGYN department for the last five years. And so that I was like, hospital okay. is lucky to have her. 
Absolutely. She's giving me real Annalise Keating, Olivia Pope energy. Yeah. I feel like she's like African, but grew up in Canada. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of vibe. Okay. Initially, like she comes from, like, again, I haven't done the backstory, but that's the energy she's giving me. And there is um, a slight accent at some point. Yeah, there is like a little bit. And I was like, I think it's a little Canadian, but it's also like, re- like, remember in the other movie where it was like, she is Jamaican Canadian. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. You were right? Jamaican like this, Canadian. You were getting African yeah. Canadian. Okay. I was. That which was the energy is, I was getting. Which is a fusion restaurant that Naomi and I are opening. <laughs> um, we. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna name an African dish and I was I like, knew you, you could not. And I said, let's see what she's is, gonna do. The thing is, you know I watch Top Chef and they do talk <laughs> about it. So I'm gonna say beef stew. <laughs> well, yes, there is beef stew in Africa. <laughs> but I'll tell you this though, you could name an African dish. I could name a Canadian dish. So poutine, I was like poutine. poutine. Oh my god. You you're know right. the fries with the gravy and the cheese. Ooh. So then what we're are, we're mostly gonna give you poutine with beef stew on top. This and is so- oh, that, was, that is delicious. This is what happens. We can't name uh, we can't name any <laughs> Canadian food because we haven't been to JFL in two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, what a time right, to be alive. We're cranking on all cylinders. Okay. So Dr. Brooks has been the head of OBGYN for the last five years. You said that 20 minutes ago. And but now the, the exciting news for her family and this film is that her daughter, Noelle, is going to be starting her rotation at the hospital in Obigaini, obstetrician, yeah. where yeah, her yeah. mother is the head of the department. Noelle will be joining us tomorrow for her first day in the rotation program. I couldn't be more proud of her, and I cannot wait for us to welcome her to the St. John's family. So this is huge. Also, I just need to point out, okay, Dr. Brooks, she's looking about 40. Her daughter looks about 31. This is like classic lifetime because they're like, yes, I'm the mother of an adult child. However, Mm -hmm. I am still stunning and using hyaluronic acid. You know what I mean? Like they're giving you fresh face, youthful glow. Dr. Brooks, we also see here she has a cute white husband. And you know I was feeling that. I said representation matters. Right. They've got their mixed daughter. I'm uh-huh. seeing this. I'm like, okay, this all. I was like, wow. And to, it, they're not making it a thing. It never, you know, it's, ugh, I loved it. No, and he's not the bad guy. And so that's exciting. Because usually, Isn't you it? know, yes, white yes. man close to l- yeah. black heroine bad guy um but in this case not and and i will say maybe the daughter the part that's aging is the white part of her yes 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 so yes since yes. she's mixed she is looking old i don't know what what, <laughs> what what i think i thought that was a joke oh my god oh, like god. literally megan we're canceled and we're quite canceled. honestly slash uh, let's take this moment to shout out uh the i love a lifetime movie quotes instagram yeah. Because whoever runs this, Megan and I do not know, this mm-hmm. person is doing the Lord's work, okay? Capturing quotes, creating memes related to the episodes. And I think that now knowing someone is listening to this with that kind of focus, Ooh. I'm like, whoo, these potent potables, okay? Quotent yeah. quotables is how but I feel. They're, and- a savvy, they're a savvy fan. I think they know not to make memes of things that we could get canceled for. That's just not knowing yeah. them, but knowing them. You know, I do yeah. feel like we know them. Okay, so <laughs> let's take this light, bright moment um, to turn back to the film, which is having a dark moment. because Trigger warning. To, yes, yes. Trigger, trigger warning suicide. Um, we cut to a flashback of Noelle in a bathtub, and she has attempted suicide. And her parents come in, find her, and now we know that she is alive, so they saved her life. Right. 
And so after the party, the this Brooks family, the contingent, the white dad, black mother, mixed gorgeous daughter, they head home and we hear the parents have this discussion about Noelle's past and her future. What if she still feels that she's living in my shadow? Look how far she's come. She's not like that anymore. You're the one that suggested she take a year off. She did. And that year's over. Okay, Ooh. so this was relatively recent. Yeah, yeah, just a year. So you're like, okay, she's still going through it. And it's like, you know, can she do this job? Which is like, I'm gonna tell you this too. I wouldn't want to work with my mama even if I no. hadn't attempted to hurt my to end my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's already gonna be a whole lot to have to I deal was like, with. Is this a HIPAA violation? I don't know how, but it does seem <laughs> crazy to be like, no, listen, I dated a dentist and his dad was a dentist and he worked for his dad. I think that happens a lot. Orthodontics, yeah. dental, OBGYN? I don't know. Not not to learn under her. Maybe she learns elsewhere and then they come and they open a practice together. I'd be fine with that. Interesting. See, I didn't I didn't I didn't think it was strange that she'd be working under her mom, like meaning like if I was a, a patient, would I be like, what? To me, I thought that was okay, but I was more like, to work with your parent is to have no independence, to never learn how to trust your inner voice. Like I, w- I wouldn't know how to do it. I'm like, okay, okay, brave. Noelle's brave. Okay, and- but then uh, can I speak as a patient advocate here? Do you want a doctor that cannot trust their inner voice and has lo- not learned independence? Well, absolutely. You're correct. Absolutely not. Absolutely All not. Right. You're correct. Megan, You're correct. Megan Hippagaley here. <laughs> so, well, in an attempt to, I guess, help Noelle, mom comes in and gives her this bracelet that her mother gave her when she started medical school. Your grandmother gave that to me when I graduated med school. It's gotten me through many difficult times. I've faced things you couldn't even imagine, but it made me a stronger person. And I know that you're strong, too. I want you to keep it. Let me just tell you, this is when one of my favorite things happens. We see someone watching them from outside the window in their car. Lifetime, baby. And we can't tell if this is a man or a woman. Like, it's just a car and a shape. So that's even more exciting. Because it's like, who could it be? And then in a kind of like hilarious plot point we meet what could be two suspects uh like in the next scene we we cut to the first day of the rotation there are three young women young ladies starting their rotation in obgyn no man not a man to be seen gorgeous we love that right there is like one male doctor who kind of pops in where i'm like why are you talking but you know he's doing his best he at least Uh isn't problematic it's funny this is one of those rare rare films you know when no men are well no there's one evil man but we'll get to him there's a man yeah (laughs) but um the three young doctors starting the rotation their names are luna claire and of course noel dr brooks daughter um and so we're loving that but they're also instantly catty with each other and it's like oh lord so this is where the problem's gonna be listen to luna claire noel chatting in the locker room after their shift still having dartmouth on your residency application is gonna be amazing thanks but it's so cool that you have a mother who can get you in here after we graduate uh yeah well i'm sure that there will be plenty of open positions 
Yeah, but you know how competitive it is. It's good to have that advantage. Well, I bet that Noelle can get a position here without Dr. Brooks. Okay. 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 It's like, like to me, this is the, I'm already like, I can't handle Claire already. Claire no. like already has attitude. Yeah. And it's like, she's trying to be messy. Cause it's like, Luna's literally like, yeah, yeah. If your mother is in charge, you have a better chance of getting a job. She's not shading you. You chose to work with your mama. What did you expect? Yeah. And it kind of sets the stage for their like not being a friendship with Luna going forward, even though Luna is like the normal one. You know, like right. th- this like kind of drives Noelle into Claire's open arms and Claire <laughs> is not likable or enjoyable and seems really out of 10 all the time. Like just exactly. I would not want her. I would not want her giving me a pelvic exam is what I'm saying. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Next scene, Dr. Brooks is finishing up paperwork at the end of the day, you know, just charting up, charting up. What do doctors do with papers? I don't know. Mm -hmm. She goes Mm -hmm. to print something. First of all, the printer's not working. Very relatable. And the pages come out and it's literally just pages and pages that say, I know what you did on 10-22-95. Okay. Now that lets me know how long it's, yep, that was when I found out. I was like, oh, that's when that was. So I know what you did, not last summer. We've got an exact date. Wow. I'm surprised they weren't like Tuesday, 11-49-10-22-95. Like this is specific. It is. And then we get another flashback to the night of the delivery. We see that the mother did not survive but the baby is alive. And in that flashback, it's hard to describe it. She sees the father, but we don't know he's the father yet. No, he just has long, he just has long hair and looks angry. And so you're like, I guess that's the dad. Right, right. But she kind of, and she like looks at him and it's like, okay, he, but it's funny because I didn't think she looked at him like thinking he was crazy. I thought she looked at him like, I feel bad. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah. Like, sorry. You know, the next morning, Claire, okay. New, Intern Claire, new like medical student Claire, new doctor Claire comes by because Noelle lives with her parents. So Claire comes to give Noelle a ride to work. And it's like, I'm already suspecting Claire. Okay, we're not even at minute 15. And I'm like, you know what? Claire is a lot. Claire, first of all, whenever she introduces herself, she gives her full name, which I always feel like, who is this for? Hi, I'm Claire Matthews. Hi, Thomas. Noelle's dad. Uh, don't tell me you're a doctor, too. No, I don't have the brains for that. (laughs) I just work in the garage on old cars and sell them. Very cool. I love cars. Oh, cool. What a beautiful family you have. Thank you, Claire. That's weird. It's 7 a.m. What a beautiful family as you're standing in their kitchen. That's like, my dad says things like that. Um, But it's like, he's an old man. (laughs) This is like a young, and like she, when she gets into the house, she goes, I thought I would just wait inside. What? Stay in your car. Listen to a podcast. Thank you. Honk the horn twice. You know what I mean? Like, son, you thought you would get out of your warm car to like, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's like the reason you're suspicious of her is because she's acting insane it's too much it's too much it's like yeah literally it's like the point is because the vibe you're getting is that she's like trying to weasel her way in and so it's like but it's like okay how mad can we be because later that day the girls are the girls i shouldn't call them that the young new doctors doctors are in the hospital and they're in this simulated crisis scenario you know with a pregnant Uh woman who's in jeopardy why is it so hot in here (sighs) 
Okay, I need some nurses in here. Let's get her some oxygen. Can you lift your head for me? There you go. Slow, deep breaths, that's it. Okay. What's her heart rate at? Blood pressure is 70 over 30, heart rate's 30. She's unconscious. Okay, code needs to be called. Let's start with chest compressions. As Dr. Brooks and the other doctor watch them, they figure out what to do. And from the jump, Claire takes the lead on the whole thing. She's like, you know, telling everybody what to do. And she's right. And then at the end, everyone's like, we, you know, great job. However, you also realize, okay, Claire, you about to be a problem. Listen yeah. to how she handles one tiny criticism. She forgot to put the backboard under the patient before the chest compressions. Very good, Luna. And great job, Claire. But in the future, if you're the leader, then it's your responsibility to make sure everyone follows protocol. Oh, Luna, you forgot to call out time and delivery. It's kind of important. Okay, now here, maybe I'm a Claire because I actually did not find it to be a tiny criticism. I was like, oh, oh, doc. I felt like Dr. Brooks kind of came at her a little bit. Well, she, well, it's interesting. She like, Dr. Brooks is clearly a perfectionist, probably because in 10-22-95, she made a mistake that haunts her to this day. And so I thought it was a small thing, but remember she wasn't, she was like, very good, Claire. She goes, but can anyone tell me what she missed? You know? Mm -hmm. And then it's, Luna said something. Luna. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, like. And Luna, again, Luna's just being like, and she's I'm a good you're right. Dr. Brooks is teaching, so she does have to be like, there was something wrong. And then and then Claire comes back <laughs> at her and is like, You didn't give a oh boy. Right. I know she came in so hot to Luna. It's like, okay. But like also, we're literally learning right now. This isn't a real patient. No. Come on. How, how do we get a part of a fake pregnant woman in peril in a hospital? You know, I would love that job. I know they have. I know they have those jobs that I do think they reach out to like actors and acting students, at least <gasps> in New York, because okay, it, well, obviously for, for students, they like, have, I know. And I'm like, I will literally come in there. I know how to give you diabetes. I can give you hypertension. I can yeah. give you, you know, unspecified swollen foot, whatever ah! you need. <laughs> That's my audition. If any, oh, God. if any hospital casting directors are listening. <laughs> okay. So Noelle is like kind of off to the side. She did, she did not step up to it. And then she was like, well, Claire kind of beat me to it. And then Dr. Brooks takes Noelle aside and gives her a little talking to. What was that? What was what? That should have been you running the room. You hesitated. She beat me to it. You have to be in the moment, Noelle, ready to jump on things. You can't be passive when lives are on the line. <sighs> okay, well. Whew, see, this is why this is you can't work with your mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, she is, in it, but it's so funny because I'm like, yeah, that's a black mom who's also the head of the department where it's like, it's not just, you know, a mom saying it, but her being like, you have to be perfect pretty much. Like, you have to step in there. Like, you have, you know? And it's like, can I just listen for a day or two? Can I just get, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Get the hang of things. And Dr. Brooks is not having it. And if Dr. Brooks wasn't her mom, she probably wouldn't have even noticed that she didn't step up. You know, like it, yeah, if that, yeah, if that yeah. became like a habitual thing where she's not, but it's like the first one. So it's I like know. if this was a regular ass doctor teaching her, not her mom, she wouldn't be like, why didn't you step up for that first one? Because you'd be like, what? <laughs> Are you obsessed with me? <laughs> oh, God. Later that night, Dr. Brooks walks to her car, which Mercedes. is Mercedes. Like, Okay, I was going to say, I was going to 
say, Megan, is that, wasn't it a cool sports car? But you know, I don't know cars. Okay, so it was a Mercedes. It was a Mercedes, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember Claire said, I love cars. I forgot she said that in the morning, too. It's like, bitch, get out of here. Again, we said Dr. Brooks has her white husband. He's very sweet. Okay, so Dr. Brooks gets to her Mercedes and she sees that a rock has been thrown through the window. And on the rock, there's a piece of paper that says, next time it won't be a window I break. Oh, Lord. She immediately goes back inside, goes to Darnell, the security guard. Who and they is like, so Look. hot. Darnell is so hot. He does have a pregnant wife who yeah. is due any day now. Dr. Brooks was, is on the case. I was but bummed he's, about he's, that. I know it's but he, fiction, but I was hoping he was single. <laughs> you know it's fiction and you know you're married? Yes, but in my <laughs> fiction and in this fiction, Darnell is single and I am single. And I'm like, are you a cop? And he's like, no, I'm a security guard. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> That'll, you know what? At a hospital? Okay, I like you, Darnell. They, But Darnell, he's like reviewing the footage. But all you can see is a figure all in black. You don't know anything. And you said nothing was missing from your car? No. This has personal written all over, especially with the notes they left. I'll get some stills for evidence. Later that night, Dr. Brooks and Thomas have a date night. We love this for them. They're keeping the love fires burning after all these years. She tells him about what's been going on and how she remembers that the baby's father was so, he looked so mean and so hateful that she didn't even want the baby to go home with him. And I was like, and to me, I just feel like, there are social workers at hospitals, okay? If you get that vibe, you need to make a call, flag that situation. I can't imagine how hard it was to watch that baby go home with her father. You should have seen him, Thomas. The hate in his eyes when he looked at his own child. I knew he would blame her for what happened, but I still let him take her. I thought I had to. By the time I realized I could have done something about it, it was too late. In his defense, his wife just died giving birth. Um, so <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if smile more is what we should be saying to him. So Thomas is immediately like, we got to go to the police. At first, Dr. Brooks is like, oh, I don't know. But then, of course. Classic white husband. Classic white husband. <laughs> loves to bring in the police. Yeah. It's like, we need police here. But. You know, obviously with the window smash and everything else, it was like, okay, maybe we should. So, again, only in Lifetime, Dar Detective Garcia meets Dr. Brooks in her office. Okay, mm -hmm. the cops coming by. They got mm -hmm. all the time in the world. Officer Gordon filled me in on the situation. We don't get too many repeat offenses like this, so the chief wants me to take over. There may be a bigger case here. Did she show you the pictures I sent? Yes, she did. Shame about the car, but at least we got a still of the perp. Filipino King, Filipino King, Detective Garcia for the Was record. he a Filipino King? I'd be willing to put my life on it. <laughs> what I love the most, though, is like, do we have any idea who could have done this to you? Listen to Dr. Brooks. Gordon also mentioned a possible suspect. His name is Russell Myers. His wife was Carrie Myers. Okay, she ain't playing. She's like, yes, I do yeah. know who did it. I have a full government name. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to look at him. And I'm like... But isn't that amazing, though, to live a life where, like, you only did really one bad thing that would make yeah. you an enemy? Yeah, especially as, like, a doctor. <laughs> exactly. Like, 
exactly. I was like, that's the only thing that's gone wrong. That seems pretty good. Um, I did make, I wanted to make sure I cross referenced it. Detective Garcia, Filipino King. Okay. We love so that. We I'm love that. I put my life on it. Now I don't have to die going out on, <laughs> going out on guessing the wrong kind of Asian this character was. All right. Cutting all of this, cutting everything I say in this episode. Okay. So Darnell and his wife are in for their final ultrasound. This is when we meet her. She's my nemesis, obviously. Um, gorgeous. And, gorgeous, and though. Very Tamika, gorgeous. His wife, Tamika, yeah. gorgeous. And um, Noelle puts the ultrasound jelly on her. It's cold. <laughs> and remember, it's cold. So be ready for that. Here we go. And Noelle, like, later is like, oh, my God, that was, like, this is what it's all about. This is, like, the fun thing. Her and Claire are, like, you know, swapping stories in the locker room. And they decide to go get a drink. And then they, like, begrudgingly invite Luna. I know. It's, like, so sad. It's, like, because Luna happens to be there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And Noelle's like, you want to come? And Claire, I love, because, like, Claire, this whole movie to me, she's giving you me very, like, petulant teenager vibes. Because mm-hmm. she's constantly rolling her eyes. You know what I mean? Like, looking at people. So, like, literally, Luna walks in and she's like, ugh. <laughs> I was like, you guys have to watch it. Claire's expressions are just, like, too wild for me. And Luna has done nothing but just answer a question as to what she forgot. Um, but as Luna is changing, we see she has a tramp stamp, uh, which is mm-hmm. the medical term for it, sorry, uh-huh. um, on her lower back. And it is like the identical tattoo that the mother had in the opening scene. And that's when you're like, okay, I knew this tattoo was going to come in handy. So she's got a queen of hearts um, down at the base of her spine, which I have heard, which I would think like if you wanted to be an OBGYN, you wouldn't get a tattoo there because you're, are you not able to get, um, what is, oh no. Uh, an epidural. Aren't you not able to get an epidural if you have a tramp stamp or is that an urban legend that they just tell white girls so they don't get tramp stamps? <laughs> um, I think that's an urban legend. Right. And also, to be fair on the tramp stamp, right? So it has that same Queen of Hearts center, but then it also has these wings. Oh, yeah. So it's in your... Right? Like, it's too much. It's hideous. It's the grossest. And so I was like, okay, so it's like part... And I was like, are the wings meant to represent, like, mommy's an angel? You know what I mean? And like... But then when Noelle's like, when'd you get the tattoo? She's like, oh, like high school. Like I was stupid. You know, like she says it was something. But I was like, yeah, you were. It's a very, very hideous it's tattoo. Bad. It doesn't look good. If this was Ink Master, Luna's person would be going home. <laughs> okay, so the gals are out for drinks. Uh, in movies, people are always drinking blue drinks. And I really do not feel like I see blue <laughs> drinks out at bars that often. Like it's like, is every bar only serving hypnotic in the Lifetime universe? <laughs> crazy so they got blue martinis sure and they kind of they start talking about like you know their history their origin story what made them get into medicine and claire says that her that she comes from a poor family her words not mine and that her sister wanted her to be successful and what do you mean she pushed you into it um we we grew up in a poor family she just wanted me to be successful that's all and then, of course, they're like, okay, why? And then she's like, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, there's nothing that is funnier to me than somebody bringing up something that they know is wild. They know yeah. is titillating. They know is going to spark questions. And then, like, I don't want to talk about it. What did, why did you bring it up? Yeah, because. What you over here teasing people? I know. Well, that's I classic can't. Claire. I can't. Classic Claire. 
So Dr. Evans, he's the not problematic white doctor. Um, well, as far as we know, we don't see him enough. <laughs> I, there, there could be Facebook posts we don't know about. Um, so Dr. Evans and Dr. Brooks are at the same bar. Whoa, and they're, and Dr. Evans leaves, but they pull up a chair for Dr. Brooks to be able to join the gals. So now her mom is having a drink with her and her new work friends. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Dr. Brooks? Um... I'll stay for a drink if you don't mind. Of course. Have a seat, please. So then Claire and Noelle basically are like, I gotta go. Let's go to the bathroom. So they go to the bathroom to just like talk shit. You know, Noelle's obviously complaining about like my mom always wants to be around. Like, it's like, I want to do my own thing, basically. So they go in the bathroom and Claire's like, yeah, bring your drink. They go in the bathroom and then it won't. And and so you're like, why did you even bring your drink in the bathroom? I was like, first of all, it's a table where your mom and another doctor are sitting. I think you don't have to worry about them spiking it. Well, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, Okay. <laughs> and if you bring it into the bathroom, you're not supposed to do that. I learned that I learned recently that poop particles fly into the air in a bathroom. When you flush the toilet and there's poop in it, yes. poop particles fly in the air. Um and so that's why you should Yeah, keep you have your, to close it. Yeah, yes. You should keep your toothbrush covered. Um and you should also not drink your hypnotic martini drink into the bathroom because now it's gonna have shit water in it. Um uh, but that's kind <laughs> of the least of Noelle's concerns because as they're in there just like going to the bathroom and chatting Claire turns off all the lights like makes it pitch dark in the bathroom and yeah. Noelle's like what's going on why what, what like she thinks something happened she didn't even know it was Claire at first and then Claire's like haha just kidding turns the lights on and Noelle's like that was weird why did you do that and Claire is annoyed that Noelle is annoyed are you seriously mad you scared me half to death yeah, I'm mad. It was a joke, Noelle. Chill, okay? And she's like, get your drink. Like, don't forget your drink. And it's like, okay, Claire, what did you do? Again, Claire is not subtle in this motion no. picture. She is no. so obviously evil to me that I'm like, I don't even understand how you made it all the way through medical school and got a job because your ass is wild. And so, of course, moments later, Noelle's sitting there, you know, at the bar. They're all, they're hanging, has a drink, you know, keeps sipping on her drink. And then she like passes out on the floor. Oh the my God. Oh my God. It's like a true nightmare. I was like so scared. And I was like, what is she? And I was like, what are you doing spiking her drink? I was like, I was like, she's around, like, she's not gonna be killed, right? Like, she's around doctors, everyone's yeah. there, but you realize it's got it's a weird, twisted mental game because basically what ends up happening is, you know, when Noelle kind of comes to, she's in her bedroom at home. And her mom basically chews her out, like just like yeah. tells her off. She's like, it's not high you know, school anymore. Being like, it's how like, could you Noelle drink some drinking to high school levels like that? <laughs> I know. And I'm also like, it's, and you know, Noelle's like, I didn't, you know, like she's like, I had one drink. And then her mom's like, don't lie to me. It's like, it's so crazy. Cause like, she is literally out of med school, which will put her at what? At least 26. Right. Where it's mm-hmm. like, stop treating her like she's 17. But like you think everything she's saying is a lie. She, she has that. I. Th- it's not that. This isn't correct. But I think the, what's happening is that Doctor Brooks is being like you committed suicide or you attempted suicide, and there was obviously stuff in your life I didn't know. And so, are you going okay. down that path again? And am I like, am I losing a grip on on you? I see. But, I see. I, I mean, yeah, that kind I, of that makes sense. Correct. But that makes sense. I see what you're saying. That totally makes sense. So, well, while all this is happening, who you think is downstairs in the kitchen being creepy as hell? Get out of the house. Claire's ass is in the kitchen being creepy as hell. Okay? Okay? And 
Dr. Brooks comes back down and they start chatting. And listen to this. I'm really glad Noelle and I are friends. You did a great job raising her. Thanks, Claire. Why'd you stop at one? Excuse me? It's just you're so successful. You have the perfect life. Why only one kid? I guess I'm just busy helping other women have children. Mm-hmm. Noelle is all I need. That's sweet. Want me to call you right chair? Oh, Noelle said that I could spend the night, so. Oh. Is that a problem? No. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. Na- Naomi, I know you have thoughts on this. Um, I'd like to hear them. <laughs> well, what made me so mad? How are you going to say your, like, look at Dr. Brooks and be like, your child who does not own this home said I could spend the night. First of all, yeah. y'all are adults. You have homes. Second, you don't tell a homeowner that you're going to do something in their house. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's not how this works. Claire is like literally off the rails. And Dr. Brooks is just like, okay. I'm like, don't let her stay in your house. She is like, it's like, clearly she's going to destroy the Brooks for leaving her with her abusive father, which it's like, that was not Dr. Brooks's fault. I do have to say I'm staying at my parents' home right now. And I did um, invite another adult to stay at their house last night. What? Yes. Without asking them? No, I asked them. Mom, can I have a sleepover? Well, right. You asked them before you asked the adult. Like, like they knew the person didn't show up and go, Megan said I could come. I tell people all the time they can sleep at my parents' house. I once told a Colts player that he could live in my parents' basement. <laughs> Why would a Colts player need to live in your parents' basement? Well, you know, because he was on his rookie contract and you don't get paid a lot. And then he got cut from the team. He actually could have lived in my parents' basement. Oh, no. God, Megan, you So me. that's why I, I was like, oh, no, I'm a Claire. I'm a Noel. I passed <laughs> out on the ground drunk, you know. <laughs> but it's because my own doctor friend spiked me. I almost feel like the spike drink, too. It was like there was like a bingo lifetime card. And they're like, all right, the last one. Yeah, the spiker drink. Bingo. <laughs> um, Dr. Brooks wakes up in the middle of the night and hunky husband Thomas, who I did think I knew from something, but I looked at his IMDb and it, I don't know what it is. Um, he isn't in bed. So she gets out and like she's, she, you know, she's already gone to the police. She thinks someone is trying to hurt her, which she's get, getting threats. So like she gets out of the bed at like a 10, you know, like right, she exactly. grabs her cell phone. She gets the flashlight. She gets a weapon. Um, what does she even use as a weapon? Not an envelope opener, but it was... Even though we love that. She had something laying around that she grabbed. I know. And then she starts like walking through the house trying to find anybody. It's very strange. Right. But I love that she grabbed a weapon. Like that to me is a smart woman, Megan. Someone who's like, you know what? Let me find something even before I know who it is. I'm into that. That's why yeah. I was like, Dr. Brooks is going to make it. She's going to make it through this movie because she has some common sense. Yeah. Um, But then she finds her husband and almost hits him on the head because she thinks it's an intruder. And he's like, what's going on here? Oh, jeez. What the hell, Thomas? What? Where the hell were you? I couldn't sleep, so I went downstairs to do some reading. Hey, are you okay? You're rattled. So the next morning, um, Noelle seems like... I guess hungover. Yeah. Um, she's having, a, a, it, she's having, what is a roofie hangover? Hey, right. Hey. <laughs> you know, there's a fresh pot of coffee in the break room, right? Oh, 
Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, you sure? You seem a little out of it. Yeah, I am totally fine. And so then Dr. Brooks is in the pharmaceutical (laughs) pharmaceutical supply room to get morphine for a patient. And someone turns off the lights and locks her in. Hello? I'm locked in. Now, whose MO is turning off lights? Claire, Claire, Claire. I mean, what is with this girl? Turn it off lights. This is like hide and seek. I mean, (laughs) she's so childish. It's really funny. And the hospital pharmaceutical room is out of morphine, which to me seems like they just got robbed. Like what? How is the hospital out of morphine? Exactly. It's like the last thing a hospital should be out of. They need like literally it should be one wall just of morphine. They need Band-Aids and morphine. That's the most important thing to run a hospital. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Band-Aids? Yep. Band-Aids and morphine and probably pudding. (laughs) So when Dr. Brooks finally gets out, um, Maddie, like the admin who, you know, kind of keeps all the schedules. I would love to play Maddie. Just throwing that out there. Okay. I can see you playing a Maddie. Like you're in the back. You're like kind of fun and like hanging out with people casually. Yeah. But she like when the, when she meets the residents back at the beginning, she's like so excited to see all you in person. Like she got to pick everybody. I don't know how that worked. Um, But, and she's got like a fun poster on her desk. She's great. She has kindergarten teacher energy in a hospital. Ooh, ooh, that's fun. So Dr. Brooks comes out and she's like pissed already. Right. She was just locked in a closet in the dark. And it's like, what is going on here? And then she's like looking at some paperwork that Noelle filled out. And it's not to her liking. Listen to this. Something's wrong with your charts. What is it? You mixed up the dosage reports for two different patients. I did. I told you to take the day off. You said you'd be just fine to work. Do you realize how serious this is? If I hadn't caught it, somebody could have overdosed. Mom. Dr. Brooks. I'm sorry, Dr. Brooks. I don't know how that happened. Unacceptable. I'm sending you home today. You're lucky I don't write you over this. Wow, 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 wow. And of course, as this is going down, Claire is like nearby. She's like in a room, eavesdropping and loving every minute of it. Every minute of Mm -hmm. it. She is Mm -hmm. living for this. So we find out after that, you know, Noelle, rightly so, is like, pissed and she you know basically goes home but you find out victoria she calls thomas being like you know is she home and but then victoria also reveals that she is tracking noelle's phone okay now that's lifetime bingo megan that's bingo phone tracking yeah 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 yeah. so the g was the the roofie and the o was the phone tracking (laughs) noelle does not know that her mom is tracking her phone like nope this seems kind of like an invasion Yeah, but as you said, after what happened the year earlier, she is probably just not taking any chances. I know, but I said I didn't agree with it. I just said that that's where she's at. I know, (laughs) I know, I know. Later that night, Noelle is like, I'm going to go get dinner with Claire. And then mom's like, well, she can come here. Yeah, sure. I think she'd love that. In that case, let's invite Luna too. Oh, I don't know. I'm not that close with Luna. Well, this is an opportunity for you two to get close. And then... Well, well, well. Our first twist that we didn't see coming. Oof. 
Dr. Brooks gets a call from Detective Garcia, who, remember, he said he was going to be on this. He said he's going to handle it personally. And he was. And he was because he drops the bomb that Russell Myers has been missing, dun dun, for eight years. Hello. Where is Evil Dad at? You know what? While you just shaking your boots, not knowing what's happening, we're going to take a quick break. 
Dr. Brooks sees the tattoo on the lower back of the Queen of Hearts with the wings. And she is obviously jolted because she's seen it before. Now, this made me very happy. She asks about it. What's that tattoo? Oh, you saw that. Um, Yeah, it was a teenage mistake. I'm in the middle of getting it lasered off. Which was music to my ears because the <laughs> tattoo looks bad. And Absolutely. I was like, the tattoo artist did a bad job. But now yeah. we hear it's a, it's in a stage of coming off. Yes. And so that's why it looks so weird. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you have tattoos, Megan? I don't. Me neither. I would. And I think they look cool. I was going to get something like on my um, like rib cage. But, mm-hmm. you know, now that I've... Gain some weight post-wedding. I'm happy I did it. All right, that's all I got to say. Okay. So um, Tamika, Darnell's wife, uh, she is back in the hospital. She is having trouble, and she's afraid she's not going to be able to have a natural birth and is afraid she's going to have to have an emergency C-section. So just a little nugget we're planning there. Yeah. Um, so Claire invites Noelle to come spend some time at her parents' cabinet. And Wait, wait, you said cabinet. Um, you said cabinet. Oh, my God. She asked her to come live in the damn cabinet with her. <laughs> the Indian in the cabinet. Claire asks Noelle to come spend some time with her at her parents' cabin. Not cabinet. And Noelle's like, that sounds so awesome. And Luna is just like watching them make <laughs> these plans. Anyway, um, I was wondering if you wanted to come stay with me at my family's cabin this weekend. It's not that far and we could hike there. I would love to. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. And it's so mean. And I don't understand why Noelle likes Claire. That is what I would like. That is the mystery of the film. Yes, absolutely. Like, I don't get what it is about Claire that makes her feel so, like, you get me. I'm like, what? I was like, Claire's all running around here constantly turning off lights, trying to treat a bathroom like an escape room. I got time for Claire. She is a dang mess. But they have yeah. this heart to heart because later that night they're at Noelle's house and Noelle tells Claire about her suicide attempt. And, you know, Claire, it's like a tender moment. Claire's like, I'm so mm-hmm. glad, you know, you're still here. But then very quickly is like, I gotta go. I gotta go do stuff early before work tomorrow. It's only eight. Yeah, uh, getting kind of tired. So Okay, grandma. And I'm like, you mean like set traps and watch people through binoculars? What are you doing? Yes. <laughs> she That's just... what she has to do. So she leaves. So she she leaves Noah's house and around the same time, Dr. Brooks is leaving work and the elevator isn't working, right? So she's walking. Oh, She's like trying to exit a different way. And what happens, the Megan? Stairwell. She's in the stairwell. What happens, Megan? The lights go off. The lights go off. Hello. Hello. It's like it's very Spider-Man turn off the dark. Yeah. This is Claire's jam. I'm very terrified. And then like on a chair, she finds Carrie Myers, the mother who died on 10 finds her medical bracelet and her chart from that day with the word murder written in big red letters across it. Okay, well, if... Mm. (sighs) I don't think Dr. Brooks should be walking at the hospital at night alone. A hospital at night is so creepy and so scary. It's always in films, the client, (laughs) uh, some other ones. It's always a place for 
people to be hiding in elevators and coming down passages. I think that Darnell, where's Darnell? Or where's the man who comes exactly. in the shift after Darnell? We need to get Dr. Brooks escorted safely to and from her car. Absolutely. That's just what I would like to say. And if I was the president of the hospital, that would be a precaution that I would be putting in place for all of my doctors. Absolutely. And that's why you should elect me president of Hope Hospital. <laughs> Okay, so that is not good. Things are escalating, but like it's just she just keeps getting all of these threatening like notes, but physically nothing has like happened to her yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see Tamika, Darnell's wife, in um the hospital bed, and someone who Naomi and I believe to be Claire puts something in Tamika's IV and then Tamika immediately starts like having convulsions, seizure, basically. You know? Yeah, seizing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone turn that alarm off. Yes, doctor. Dr. Brooks, what's happening? Get him out of here. What's going on? Is she okay? Is my baby okay? Her vitals are extremely low. So everybody rushes in. Her vitals are dropping. The machines are going off. The doctors come in. She's overdosing, um, which is terrifying. And the baby is about to come out. And so they have to give her Narcan, which is the like the medicine that stops an overdose. And they're extremely worried about the baby um, because of what bad shape Tamika is in. Oh, boy. Tamika, wake up. Come on. We need to get this baby out. Let's move to emergency C-section. If she's not up in one minute, give her another dose of naloxone. But this time, okay, history does not repeat itself. Dr. Brooks is able to save Tamika and the baby. Okay, they managed to get around this. And, you know, Darnell's standing out there. He's outside like, oh, my God, what is happening? And it's like, Darnell, I got this. And it... Oh, God, I was so happy because I was like, I really was like so mad because I was like, Tamika is not a part of all this craziness. Okay, no, how dare you? How dare you kill Tamika and her baby? Somebody you never met. Somebody who ain't got nothing to do with the revenge you trying to deliver. Uh Uh-uh. I was so, so mad. So I was like, thank God. I think Claire was like, oh, Darnell is so hot that he's not going to go down the path that my dad obviously went down. You know, like he'll have this, he'll be a widower with an infant and someone will want him. Okay. Okay. Well, that's nice that you think Claire was thinking ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then we see a moment between Dr. Brooks and Noelle um, and Dr. Brooks tells Noelle about the incident in 1995. There was an issue with a patient, and we were only going to be able to either save the mother or the baby. That actually happened to you. That's why you were acting so weird at dinner. What did you do? She told me to save her daughter, and that's what I did. And and you're like, oh, this is good. She's showing vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. But then... But then she accuses her own daughter, Noelle, of being the one who messed up Tamika's chart and putting her into an overdose. If you mixed up Tamika's charts, I need you to tell me. How can you accuse me of that? I'm not accusing you. I'm just asking. That is accusing me. Okay, and just as this is going down, you know, Noelle is storming off. She's mad. Dr. Brooks gets this call from Detective Garcia. Listen to this. We were able to track dirt found in Russell Meyer's zone to a specific location. I don't think that Russell is the one that's been harassing you. Why do you say that? Because we just ID'd his body. He's been dead a long time. 
Okay, now, oh, as boy. she's having that phone call, she's staring straight at Luna. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Brooks comes for her. I gotta have you listen to this directly because I cannot do it justice just by telling you. Listen. You were the only person with access to the morphine cabinet. Excuse me? Luna, I'm giving you one chance to come clean here. What exactly are you accusing me of? It's one thing to come after me, but you don't mess with my patients. I don't understand. Fine, have it your way. I need the head of security in here, please. Sorry, no, no, I, what's going on? Luna, we're gonna hold you here and ask a few questions. No, no, I didn't do anything. Let's go. Dr. Brooks. Dr. Brooks. Woo! Wow. Oh boy. They carted Luna off, honey. They carted her off. They took little Luna, was taken away by two people. I, she threw her under the bus. She's like, oh, he's dead? Okay, then it was her. That is a quick pivot. That is a fast pivot. And this is this is tattoo-based? Yeah, tattoo-based. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Wow. I mean, okay. for people in a hospital, it's amazing how slow anyone is to do a DNA test. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I think that you are... You know, related to somebody's like, honey, give me a DNA sample. Let's run it oh, before yeah, we yeah, go yeah. out. And she's like, oh, yeah. no, you have a similar tattoo. And it's like, I mean, maybe they just went to the t- same terrible tattoo artist who only knew how to do one thing. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. he's like, I can do Queen of Hearts, and that's it. <laughs> You're right. Oh, boy. Okay. So Dr. Brooks is now in trouble. Um, She is meeting with the chairman of the hospital board. Mm -hmm. And as president of Hope Hospital, I would be firing this man because he's a dick. He's such a dick. (laughs) um, He is taking her to task and basically blaming Tamika's very mysterious and tragic overdose on Dr. Brooks's negligence? Question mark. I saved her life. Yes, you did. And she's very lucky. But if it wasn't for your negligence, she'd have never needed saving to begin with. What can you tell us about today's incident? All I could say for certain is that twice in the last week, I noticed morphine was missing from the cabinet. The only people with access is Darnell, the supply unit manager, and Luna. I felt like the chairman of the board, basically, he just did not respect a black woman in power, okay? And he Mm -hmm. suspends her medical license. Until, quote, yeah. this is resolved. It's like, are you out of your mind? Oh, and also, I'm sorry, we didn't mention the fact Dr. Evans comes in to pretty much tattle on Dr. Brooks. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's been, we, we said he wasn't problematic, Megan, but now you see. You see how these white men do? You see how the yeah. moment she's not perfect, he coming in, he's like, well, she has seemed distracted. It's like, Dr. Evans, yeah. could you go stay in your office? Nobody needed you chiming in up in here. She did seem... A little on edge lately. I see. Sorry. I was very bad. I've listened to multiple seasons of a podcast called Doctor Death, and they do not suspend people's medical license very easily. Okay, <laughs> so that you you got the wrong gal is what I'm saying. Yep. There. Yep. Okay, so Dr. Brooks goes to her office and there is a, a like paper covering her diploma that says happy early retirement. It's like these threats aren't even good. It's, like, <laughs> it's not even like happy early retirement. It's like, great, I'd love to retire. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Okay, thanks. Have fun in Florida. All right, I will. I'll get on a boat. Um, and then there's a clipping from a newspaper about Russell Myers and she uses the info to look him up on what is Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she sees Claire in his profile. 
hello, hello. And so immediately Dr. Brooks calls Noelle and she doesn't get her on the phone. So she's leaving her a message being like, watch out for Claire. But Noelle's not answering because she's still mad at her mom. And at this point, though, Claire is done hiding her cray. Listen, it is when Noelle's phone starts to ring. Uh, again? Maybe I should pick it up this time? Are you serious? To what she did? What kind of mother accuses her own daughter like that? What? I know, but if she's just doing her job, I can't be mad at her forever. <laughs> Why not? Who needs her when you have me anyway, right? What? Who needs her when you have me? You have me. Okay. We just okay. met. <laughs> Claire is so wild. And then after that, and then the next time her mom calls, Claire takes Noelle's phone. And like literally at one point, Noelle's like looking around. She's like, this place is remote. It's like, okay, Noelle, yeah. <laughs> you should have realized Claire was bad news bears ages ago. And so the fact that she is like up here and Claire takes her phone like you don't need your mom you have me it was like oh my god so wonderfully insane that's when I would have been like I gotta go (laughs) but she does not go unfortunately so Dr. Brooks calls her husband hello Thomas hey what's the matter where is Noelle is she with Claire yeah they went to a family cabin or something why what's going on it's Claire it's been Claire all along she set up Luna Wait, wait, wait what are you talking about Claire is Russell Meyer's daughter and they are able to like track Noelle's phone and figure out where the cabin is. So that is good. Thank you. Phone tracking saves the day in lifetime. I'm writing jingles. Do you like them? Yeah, no, I love it. I'm calling <laughs> cabins cabinets. Um, so Thomas goes to his car, but someone has slashed his tires. Ah! Yeah. So Dr. Brooks is alone, has arrived at the cabin. She is alone. It is nighttime. It is scary. If you thought hospital at night was scary, cabin of a crazy person deep in the woods is probably scarier. Truly. Truly. I mean, there's a movie about it called Cabin in the Woods. This is an actual cabin in the woods, and we know the person who owns it is a killer. You know what I'm saying? And when Dr. Brooks goes inside, she's like hearing Noelle. She's, you know, making sounds. She's like kind of grunting or like trying to kind of, she's like, "Mm." And basically it's because mm-hmm. Noelle is in a corner on the floor bound and gagged, Teddy. And before oh, gosh. And before Dr. Brooks can start to untie her, Claire comes from behind and injects Dr. Brooks with something. Probably all the morphine she stole. You know what I mean? And that is what she was doing. Yeah. It was terrifying. Wow. Okay, so next we see Dr. Brooks. She's coming to, she's tied to a chair, Mm -hmm. and Claire has a knife to her face, and she takes a seat, and she starts telling her how they got here. Listen to this. You know what you did, Dr. Brooks? Mm -hmm. You know how awful it is growing up with a father who blamed you for your mother's death? Every day was a struggle to stay alive. Sometimes he'd be passed out on the couch for so long he'd forget to feed me. Other times he'd make me pretend like I didn't exist. And if I spoke, he'd beat me. Wow, 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 wow. Then we flash back to eight years earlier in the very same cabin where Claire stabs her dad to death. Okay, so what I'm calling this is Claire's Killing Cabin. All right. And or as Megan would say, Claire's killing cabinet. And it is like, 
Okay, you just bring people here. This is just where you murder. This cabin, this is your murder property. And that is wild to me. And and it's also, okay, like, as you're hearing Claire's explanation, you're like, okay, so Claire is not going to kill Dr. Brooks because her mother died. She is mad at Dr. Brooks because Dr. Brooks didn't stop her dad from taking her. No, she thinks she's like, you killed my mom, and that's why I had to be with my dad. If you hadn't killed her, my dad would have never been so terrible. Is basically I what Noelle's deal that's is. That's like such a... I know, I, I know. know. It's a real it's a, a, it's an A to Q. It's an A to Q. It doesn't quite add up. And this is an unwell person. Mentally unwell. Exactly. But it is I mean, like, she was abused. She was abused. Yeah, it's like... Well, I, I And I guess she is mad at her dad because she did murder him. Um, but it's like, doctor... Now that you are a doctor, don't you get that this is like... Like, what did... So Claire wanted her to keep the mom alive and she'd be dead. That's what she wants? To not be alive? Yeah, I guess. It's weird, right? It, absolutely, absolutely. And so, it's like, so, basically, what... Claire's next step, which she thinks makes the most sense, she's like, I'm gonna kill Noelle. And then Dr. Brooks is like, wait, wait, let's have a conversation. <laughs> Your mother told me to save you. You were such a beautiful baby. You had so much potential. She didn't want to live in a world where her baby died. But you know what? Your mother would have been ashamed of you because of the despicable woman you turned out to be. You know how a lot of times in the Lifetime verse, uh, when the, the woman is like in danger face to face with the killer, sometimes they will like placate them, you know, by agreeing yes. and being like, uh-huh. Yes. Whereas this time, Dr. Moore was like, uh-uh, your mother would be ashamed of your crazy ass. And yes. I was like, yes. wow, that is a brave move to just really... Mm-hmm push her over the edge. But while that is all happening, Noelle is using the bracelet that her mom oh. gave her Poetic. to break the like tape around her wrists so that she can get free. And she manages to do this without Claire hearing it. And she like grabs a pipe and knocks Claire out. Hey, how did you... I say yes, wow. Noel. Get it, girl. Yes. I love that. Noelle, that was a fun callback for me. Yeah, you should be a surgeon, okay? Because if you are slicing and dicing with a Pandora bracelet, okay, all right. You, I'll go under the knife with you. Um, yeah. So they they whoop Claire's ass pretty good. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah. And then uh, she, yeah, she knocks her out with a pipe. <laughs> and she's able to untie her mother. Then the next thing we see is Detective Garcia roll up. And this is the thing that cracked me up. He legit says, Detective, thank you for everything. Of course. I know we never would have found this place without you. Uh, okay. I like that. Yeah, but it's also like, this is what I mean. These cops don't be doing nothing. It's like, how could you not? I know. If, if there was enough cell phone reception to track Noel's phone, then it's not off the grid. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you better at your job? Well, this is, I like that he gave credit where credit was due. Okay. Which I don't know if men do a lot. And I like that (laughs) Lifetime is being honest about how good at cops are at solving crimes. Here we go. (laughs) 
next we see the family back at the Brooks household. It's it's months later. And Luna and Noelle have both finished their rotations. And they both got placed at their number one choice. And they are about to start their residency. Luna is staying at Dr. Brooks Hospital. And thankfully, for the love of God, Noelle is going to a hospital in Chicago. And Noelle will move on to the Angel of Mercy Hospital in Chicago, where she will blaze a brand new trail for herself. Both of them are going to make excellent doctors. Yes, honey, strike out on your own. And so I assume after she saved her mother's life, her mother decided to trust her again. You know what I mean? She was like, Mm -hmm. fine, you can go to Chicago. Um, We also see just as a, a nice little moment darnell and tamika and their baby so you just want to see that everyone is safe the baby's cute as a button and so you're like and they're just having like a nice little family brunch moment it's vq also sidebar if you guys when you watch the movie you'll know what i'm talking about i love all the outfits in the scene dr brooks is wearing this very cool kind of like a wrap like is it like i don't a duster if you will luna's got a a fun skirt on noelle's got a fun pant yeah gorgeous looks on these ladies right but before everyone can relax, the doorbell rings and Noelle goes and sees a package on the doorstep for Dr. Brooks. Who was that? You got a package. Someone dropped us off for you. Inside, there is a note and it says, I'm not the only one who thinks you made the wrong choice. And then we see a picture of Russell and Carrie Myers with an older girl while Carrie's pregnant. And then there's a second picture of Claire and her sister, Maddie, the receptionist. Ah! Okay, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. I did not at all. I I was like, Maddie? Remember when Claire was like, my sister forced me into medicine? And when Maddie was like, I picked you guys to have your your rotations here? I was like, Maddie was the mastermind. Maddie, Maddie was, was the, mastermind. the mastermind. And she also lays it on pretty thick. You know, we said yeah, kindergarten said she- energy at a hospital. It's we should have been we should have been suspicious of how positive she was. But see, that's better acting. Where Claire's ass kept rolling her eyes and sighing, and you were like, you are obviously dangerous. Maddie was just yeah. like, hey guys, oh that door that that doorknob is a little sticky. You know, that's how you do it. If you're gonna be yeah. crazy, if you're gonna try to kill people like this that you have got to be able to keep them guessing, gaslight, have them confused. Uh-huh. But then mm-hmm. Dr. Brooks goes to the front door. She looks out. Maddie is sitting in her car across the street, lowers her car window and is like, yeah, that's me, and gives a dark smile. The women face off for a moment. And that is how the movie ends. What? Wow. I mean. I think we're going to get revenge re-delivered. Oh, my God. Special revenge delivery. I mean, I'm like. That was good. That was good. (laughs) What is like, what is that going to be? Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, well, like, now we know it's you, Maddie, but you still work Mm -hmm. at the hospital? I mean, no, mm-hmm. you about to lose your job, ain't you? Like, I mean, it's just like so wild. Okay, thank God. Thank God we have a guest. Wow. You guys are in for a treat. We're in for a treat. We're just going to sit back and enjoy the hilarious woman that is Yamanika Saunders. One of the funniest comedians from Netflix, from your Instagram. And she is a lifetime fan, but she's also a wild card. And I can't wait to see what she's got to say about literally any topic we throw to her. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Okay, Megan, we have come to the best part. When we bring on somebody we know, somebody we trust to break down the crazy. And today we have the one, the only, the funniest, the ranting and raving herself. Yamanika Saunders. Yamanika. Boy, I want to go back in time and get that intro again. Yes. (laughs) You got to clip it out and then just have it be your like ringtone or play it for yourself. And let me tell you something. Megan, I will definitely do that. Don't play me. (laughs) Uh, You come to my, you be like, why do I hear Naomi in the background? Oh, she my ringtone. (laughs) Yamanika, like, literally is like what kept me on Instagram. Cause yeah, would do the, like her Instagram is my favorite. She is letting you into her world. She is teaching you how to cook. <laughs> she is talking about these hoes that yes. we trust. And that's beautiful. Let me tell you something. I feel the same about you because I wanted to know when y'all was going to Trader Joe's again. <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting all my, uh, but you were abbreviating all these things. You're just super, yeah. you're so engaging, so funny, so like, I mean, both you ladies, I'm not making, I'm not stepping uh, lightly on you as oh. well. No. I mean, even, even when Naomi was introing you, I was like, oh yeah, it's, I'm so at ease that there's a comedian on, you know? Cause it's like yeah. sometimes and not with this <laughs> podcast, but you got to interview people and you're like, oh my God. But like, a com- it's like, oh man, this having a comedian on, it feels like taking like my pants off. Like, yeah. It's like, ah. Relax. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Very much. Yeah. Relax. We were talking about mothers yeah. earlier and uh, I meant to say my mother. I, my mother, it was, it was in radio, right? She was an on-air disc jockey. Oh. She was an audio-video engineer uh, for public access television, uh, public broadcasting television. Just the sharpest woman around. Now, it's like I have to teach her how to open the door. She <laughs> And I have to keep telling her, come on, you got to step it up. Like, you know, I want people like, oh, we want to see your mom. I'm like, I, but my mom needs to step it up. <laughs> you, she's the one that told me about no dead air sitting going ah I feel like Yam talking about her mother really segues us into this yes. movie Revenge Delivered yes. because it is about a black mama also doctor who gets put through it now do you really keep up with all the new thrillers and crazies as they come out? I do keep up with the with the. I have I have a whole joke about that. <gasps> My mother is like obsessed with Lifetime movies. It you know what it is about Lifetime? It's it's a good it, like it's good like it's empowering stuff, right? 
But you also know, give or take a bit, some of this stuff is not going to play out the way it's playing out. Like, we watched um, this one movie, The Homecoming, and it was... The it so much had happened in the first ten minutes, honey. I was like, "Is the movie over?" Yeah. I was exhausted. <laughs> yes, it just it wound up. It was the first time I had ever seen somebody receive a divorce decree poolside. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy because this this guy divorced his wife poolside, then went back into the pool to swim to swim, and I said, "He really not bothered by her." And then wow, comes right. out the pool, right? So he has his back to this girl mm-hmm. and the woman comes up and hits him on the head with a seashell. And I go, first of all, shenanigans, he falls right into the pool. Right, My course. mother goes, I, she goes, I can't believe she did that. First of all, I was like, mom, <laughs> this whole, every moment up until this was leading to this. Like this, I can't believe that you can't believe that this was right. <laughs> My mother goes, how are they going to find her? Because she wiped all the evidence off everything. And then my mother had an epiphany and it, to watch the process of my mother had this epiphany was like, I definitely went to go see if there was any documentation that I may or may not have been adopted. Because <laughs> my mother goes, oh, oh, but you know, when they do the autopsy, they going to find out. I said, Ma, they not doing no autopsy, no Lifetime movie, honey. <laughs> They're not giving you autopsy, honey. You, you're confusing it with A&E. They're not giving you that kind of follow-through. Just know that he died, and just know the way they're going to find out that he died is that somebody mistakenly wrote it down in their diary, threw it in the ocean, and then a seagull picked that diary up and flew it to the police department, and the police chief said, what's this, what's this diary doing here? And he just happens to turn the page where the confession is. And the movie's called, I Got Caught by a Seagull. <laughs> okay, Yam just wrote the movie for us. Megan and I are trying to get in a Lifetime movie so bad, and now I've decided we're going to write, I, I Got Caught by a Seagull. I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be in it. No, you're going to be, be in it. Yes. You like it. You like it. Yes. Yes. And I think, I think you as a detective, the whole movie, you're like, like, from the beginning, you're like, I don't trust that woman. And everyone's like, be quiet. She's white. <laughs> and then when you get the proof from the seagull, you, like, become the chief right. of police. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That'll be the vibe. Yes. But I want to ask you, though, because Revenge Delivered, you talked about things that do happen in Revenge Delivered, which is somebody getting hit over uh-huh. the head, somebody doing stuff where you're like, how are we going to find out? Well, they're going to just tell us mm-hmm. they did it. Can you tell me? Can y'all tell me about? Because this is where the revenge really gets delivered. I didn't watch the shit. <laughs> I'm in the team and tell me not. <laughs> oh, my you God. This is the best. <laughs> you give me little pieces yeah. and then let me fill okay, the we'll blank. Mm. Okay. So the movie starts, we've got a gorgeous black doctor, mm-hmm. and she is- And let me tell you something, that's Lifetime, right? Yeah. She's a yeah. beautiful black yes. doctor. Yeah. It, now, is her yeah. husband a cornball? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes. he is a white cornball. Okay. Yes, you got it. Okay, mm-hmm. so you got she it. is- delivering a baby and the mother start the woman delivering the baby starts to have complications and she's like don't save me save the baby instead and then that's what the doctor ends up doing and the mother dies on the table and she has a weird tattoo that we see now is the mother white 
Yes. Okay, yes. because Absolutely. That's, that's incorrect because medical uh, racism is very real. So they should have had a black woman on that table making the choices. You understand? <laughs> don't, ki- don't kill me. Don't kill the baby. Kill the father. You <laughs> 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 mean the baby well, kill the father? You're okay? right. Yeah. Because the father in this movie is okay. trash. So you're very okay. correct. You're already there because the father is trash. Now, Dr. Mom has a daughter who just finished med school and is now going to work at the mother's hospital because oh. it's like all the new She's interns doing like her or whatever. Residency there. Yeah, is the daughter is the daughter the same shade as the mother? No, no, they no, got it right though. She's yeah. mixed and looks mixed. Oh wait, the daddy was white. Yeah, yeah. Yes. See, see, that's what I get the for now. See, I say to myself all the time, Yamanika, you don't have to every call every moment a race. <laughs> but I knew coming in, if I had, I said the daddy probably white. Because anytime you got a strong black woman lead, this is, if they put a black man in, it's going to be Tyler Perry presents, Lifetime presents, <laughs> the seagull said, I killed the woman on the dock. <laughs> I can't believe it. Okay. So now that that, and now that makes sense. But the whole thing was remember so uh, the mom, the white mom on the table mm-hmm. dies, her daughter lives. The baby daughter. The baby daughter. And she is. also in medical school revenging her mother's death because she can't, yes. didn't like the fact that that woman did not save her mama. And then somehow the daughter get involved. She has an affair with the father. And then at the end, the daughter <laughs> is tussling back and forth with the mama and, and with this big epic fight scene. And then somebody has got their neck over a cliff with a knife to it. And then they go, you don't have to do this. There's another way. And she goes, you never saved my mother. You should have saved yeah. my I told her it was, uh, she told me to save you. What was I going to do? I you save my brother. You know, yeah, okay, got it. That's 99% wow. correct. Yeah, 95% accurate. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Oh, this is my new favorite game. This is a great I like game. this. this the, give, you yes. give someone the first 30 seconds of a Lifetime movie and they give you the last 30 seconds. And it's ooh, beautiful. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. My mother would be so proud of me because she thinks yeah. I don't appreciate Lifetime movies. As much as I make fun of them, I love a good Lifetime drama. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. I love the thriller. I always want to murder. I'm less interested in the rom-coms. I'm like, give me a murdering yeah. husband. Give me, you know what I mean? Somebody with a secret because identity. That's what I'm about. so outlandish that you're like, oh, well, I'm definitely never going to go to medical school and kill my instructor. Like, yeah. no, I'm never going to do right. any of that. In a rom-com, yeah, I may poop my pants on a date. Right. Like it's like, like, right. They love that poop and pants. Right. But the thing about this, okay, so here's what I'll mm-hmm. ask you though. So here's what's also crazy, right? If she's now a resident, right? That makes her what, 26, mm-hmm. 27? She has had this grudge to kill a person she's never mm-hmm. met her entire life. Now, Yam, sometimes you talk about letting go on your Insta. You talk about being like, I got to let go. But will you hold on to a grudge? Are there some people where you're like, if I ever came across them, (laughs) they would have to pay? You know, I had to really do a deep dive, almost psychotherapy, because as a Scorpio, (laughs) there is no, like, you know what Scorpios will do? We'll do this. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, it's so good. Girl, please. 
That's water under the bridge. <laughs> and then 20 years from now, I'm showing up your door with a seashell and a pair of thongs. You know, like, <laughs> it's really hard for me. But one of the things that I've learned is nobody can pay somebody back better than God. Wow. Okay. You know what I mean? She about to preach on us. No, no, not karma, honey. God. God, <laughs> Because whatever I could cook up in my little Kmart mind, honey, God has seen it all, honey. You ever seen something you go, wow, wait a minute, you mean to tell me this man, he he walked down the street and then lightning hit him in Hawaii and then the lightning was so strong that it shook his body in half and then uh, a, a mole rat came up and ate his insides? Who would have ever thought it? God. <laughs> no, I You know, but God is also a very loving God. I don't want to disrespect him like that, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of times people got to leave people alone because whatever you was going to do to get back at somebody is not nearly as much as what God has planned for them, for them to really get themselves together because, you know what, revenge, there shouldn't be revenge, although I understand it, but a lot of times what people need is when they need that get back, they need somebody getting back to them to a place where they can become better. And that's when a get back is done properly. Not when it's just So you done mean like revenge can, you know, that actually teaches the person yes. a lesson. It doesn't just bring absolutely. them down. Absolutely. Absolutely. It should make them better. No, I'm not mature enough for that. I mean, I, I mean if I'm getting revenge... It's a deep, you know, I, mean, I have to talk to my therapist every week. He has to remind me that I'm doing this. He has to remind me. Right. You know, because there's some kids in yeah. kindergarten. Okay. Look yeah. how far removed we are from kindergarten. <laughs> I remember these kids in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, Yam, thank you yeah, so much for coming been, through. I, I, I knew a, a I true knew dream. We were in good hands. I knew it. <laughs> I know. This was so good. And I hope everybody follows Yamaniko on Instagram. And I hope you all watch Revenge Delivered because it's pretty much everything <laughs> we've said and everything Yamaniko just My said. mama definitely going to go watch it. And I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to surprise my mama by letting her watch it with me. I will watch it at the same time where she is and where I am and have a conversation. Wow. I know. She likes that kind of stuff. I don't. Will you I keep us that. updated of your mother's review of Revenge I, I definitely will. Yes. I, will t- I will tell you what her review is. She got, she's going to okay, have a lot bro. to say. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yamaniko Wild. Revenge delivered. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Okay, that was literally my favorite thing ever. That was, it could not have been more Yamanika. Right. It could not have been more accurate. It's it's also like, yeah, I just love being able to sit back and, you know, (laughs) Yamanika take the wheel. That's really, Uh like, that's the bracelet I want. What would Yamanika do? Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed that because. We certainly did. All right, guys, next week we have a really fun one for you. It's called The Neighbor in the Window, and it follows a suburban wife who finds herself and the security of her family threatened by another seemingly friendly neighborhood mom. Ooh, mom on mom violence. This one is sexy and also devious, just like Naomi and I like it. So you can watch it on Lifetime Movie Club, so go watch it, and we will see you next week for Neighbor in the Window. Bye. Love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. 
Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples and hosted by... Naomi and Megan. Us. 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host. Okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 